Pats pals, Foxborough friends, football freaks, and gridiron geeks alike, we welcome you to the latest episode of New England Training Camp Live, brought to you by Odyssey Sports and, of course, 93.7 FM, WEEI, and the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens coming at you here at Fitzy GFY, Pat's super fan extraordinaire. Super excited to be back with you guys as we round the final couple furlongs. We near the end of training camp. One of the most in recent, if not all, Patriots history, the battle of Cam and Mac and Mac and Cam. And it may have to actually go back to Mac versus Cam and Cam versus Mac. As I'd opined for a while that we clearly saw Cam Newton entrenched as the starter for the Patriots for the 2021 season. This week, of course, there's an issue with Cam and COVID protocols going off campus, if you will, for a doctor's visit. When he comes back, the test, the right kind of test wasn't performed at the right kind of place. And the next thing you know, he's got to miss a couple of days. Someone gets a few more first team reps. And now Bill Belichick, who all along had been telling us that Cam Newton was the starter for the 2021 season, now, as he said just yesterday, he isn't ready to name a starter just yet. Very interesting indeed. We'll be joined in just a couple of minutes by my buddy Ryan. He witnessed firsthand the joint practices between the Giants and the Patriots He'll tell us what he saw both upon Cam's return, but much more so the much ballyhooed and social media buzzed about Mac Jones' performance. And as Jeff Howe said, at one point completed 18 straight passes as he absolutely chopped up, diced, and dissected the New York Giants' starting defense. A defense last year that finished in the top 10 Are more in Sunday night's pre-judge, New York Giants coach, has already said his starters will play at least the first half of the game Sunday night. How will the Patriots approach it? Is it going to be all Cam in the first half? Because now he's really got to show out and make sure that he shows and demonstrates that he deserves Bill Belichick's trust and faith and the QB1 job in New England. Will Matt All of this madness. See, this is what keeps happening. Every time, it's like the Godfather 3 complex. Every time we think we have everything figured out with the Patriots, they pull us back in. And now look what we have. More controversy, a greater debate, so many issues to discuss. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, he's got four days to come off the pup list. Will he at this point? Why did the Patriots trade for Baltimore's Sean Ohio State? Patriots give up a 2002 seventh rounder and a 2023. They heard Baltimore was going to get rid of this guy at some point because they had a log jam at corner and Belichick can't have enough good cornerbacks. And of course,
great final season at Ohio State. Uh, it was a bad year for him overall. Mac Jones in the college football championship game, his draft stock fell way, way down. This is someone who easily should have gone in the first, maybe second round at latest if he came out after the injury riddled, if you will. I think he was hurt. I think the injury definitely contributed uh, to his poor and spotty play pretty well, but Baltimore has too many corners. The Pats may pick him up as a value add. Don't don't be surprised. All along, they were going to work out a deal. Everyone's plans, but at the same time, because it would it would thin out the. But at the same time, they're so interesting. It's there's always something to discuss with this team. And now when right now with the Patriots. Um, I still think and by and almost by default at this point, because it sounds like, and we'll talk to Ryan Hannibal from weei.com in just a minute. It sounds like, by all accounts, everyone believes at least around here and those who've been watching the practices, Mac Jones should be the starter. So, all right, let's get into the Sean Wade edition. Let's get into Mac versus Cam. Let's get into roster projections. And of course, what we think we are going to see Sunday night when the Patriots travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the they might be New York football giants in the preseason finale. All right. With the simple press of the button, we welcome to the program today from his beautiful, luxurious... Oh, we lost him. Connection. Hopefully, we'll come back in just a second. We had Ryan Hannibal from WEEI.com, but unfortunately... Just a second. Uh, we'll get Ryan back on the hold right now. Uh, here he is. Okay. All right. Joining us once again from WEEI.com, it's Ryan Hannibal. How are you, Ryan? Can you hear me? Yes, I can, man. Thanks for joining us, buddy. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm sitting in a lot of traffic, so that's why you're getting me from the car. Bad- my usual studio here at the radio station was on a, was occupied, so I had to storm somebody else's office. So uh, it's all about making do with what you got, bud. Uh, all right, so do me, do me a favor. So I read everything. 
I got excited about what Mac Jones did in Cam's absence this week. Uh, I wondered, like everyone else, if the organization was, as we heard and people had intimated, and if this, you know, Mac Jones is all about making the most of his opportunities. You saw it, uh, uh, like just to select a couple others, did enough this week. Seriously, give Belichick pause in naming Cam Starter and making this a real competition. Yeah, I do. I mean, he made he took full advantage on Wednesday. He got a ton of reps against the Giants, he, and he made the most. He made throws down the field. He was accurate. He was precise. He had command of the huddle. I thought that was his best day of the summer. Now, just on the field, that's enough for me to at least put yourself, you know, firmly in the conversation. But then the next day. Cam Newton comes back after missing five days, and it was like he wasn't even gone. So to me, that says that the coaching staff kind of still has Cam as the starter, and it's almost like Mac is out of luck. He can't really do anything at, at this point. Because to me, if you have a day like that, like you did on Wednesday, Cam misses five days, but then Cam comes back the next day and nothing really changes, then th- th- that kind of says to me that Cam's the starter no matter what. So do you Jones does like it went, you know, super viral within a second that he completed 18 passes in a row. 11s and seven on sevens goal line stuff in joint practices, but this is a good defense with it with a coach that knows the way Bill Belichick goes about things with in Joe judge. And he absolutely torched them. That, that, the little bit of footage that snuck out, uh, fan-generated footage of Mac dropping that 50-yard dime in Jacoby Myers' basket over top of two defenders. Ball where he wants the about Cam because I think this. I know we'd like to. Let this kid bake in the oven a little longer, but I think he's ready. What's well, the difference, I think, between Cam Newton and Mac Jones is that Mac Jones will put the ball where he needs to be put. Because, you know, their offense is going to be predicated on yards after the catch. And let's just say someone's running a crossing route and the ball is behind the receiver, then they can't, you know, run after the catch. Where if the ball is ahead of them, they can keep going. And that's where I think Mac Jones has a big edge over Cam Newton. And when you look at the Patriots' offense, how it's going to look, I think it should be Mac Jones for, for that aspect. But then there's just something that, that has, you know, Bill Belichick really loving Cam Newton and trying to figure out what it is. So is everybody else. But everything that we've seen so far on the field, what Bill said, indicates that it's just going to be Cam Newton. Yeah. It, it, whether it's a protecting Mac from uh, getting out there too early and hurting his confidence, whether it's a loyalty move to Cam for coming in last season and being the guy willing to, you know, take the slings and arrows uh, like he did last year and, and one more time. Uh, I can't imagine that he knows the playbook that much more than Mac, and Mac just showed you on a big stage that he'll be ready. Now, Sunday night is the real – so Cam comes back to practice yesterday, and by all accounts he had a slightly better day than Mac Jones did, but – did you see anything when he came back yesterday that said, oh, okay, Cam's got this. This was just a COVID. This was a protocol issue. We, we don't have anything to worry about. It's what it seemed like. I mean, 
how often, like, I was, you know, thinking back, I know Cam's a different, you know, animal, but, like, Jonas Gray was late for one practice in 2014, whatever it was, and then got benched the following Sunday, whereas Cam Newton missed five days and then goes right back out there like nothing happened. And I thought that was strange and kind of un-Belichick-like, but that just shows how much, you know, Cam means to him and how much really investment he has in Cam Newton. And so, to me... If you have Cam Newton missing five days and nothing really happened and changed, I find it very hard to believe that Mac Jones will do anything over these next two weeks to overtake him for the starting job. That's a classic Belichick story. I mean, he has sent more talented players home for showing up three minutes late to the facility. And in 2014, Jonas Gray coming off a Sports Illustrated cover-generating Sunday night game, four touchdowns out of nowhere, late for one practice the next week. Puts him in uh, Patriot witness relocation, and he's basically never to be heard from again. Yet somehow Cam has a follow-up going off campus for a doctor's appointment. He obviously is unvaccinated and has to follow those protocols. And yet still it seems like he's coming back into a starter's role. also heard after practice, got the whole offense together into like a big circle and spoke in a pretty animated capacity for a while. Do you think it was... his chance to get everyone together and try to like reinstill their confidence in him and alpha dog his way into making sure they know it's still his team. Yeah. You could take that a bunch of different ways. Could it be Cam apologizing for missing five days? Sure. Could it be that, you know, post practice, getting the group together, rallying the troops as the leader of the offense? Sure. Uh, there's a different, you could take that a million different ways because it was, you know, a hundred yards away and you obviously couldn't hear anything that was being said. But to me, reading in between, you know, seeing what I saw and, you know, the timing of it being after practice, I think that was him showing to the offense that he's the leader. He's the guy that they should be looking to. He's the one breaking them down after a practice. And another indication that he'll be the starting quarterback come week one. You are stuck in some pretty forever. I don't think I've actually seen you move during the entire length of our conversation. You're right. Our guest right now from WEI.com, Ryan Hannibal, is – a visual metaphor for the Patriots quarterback situation. It is nothing but gridlock. Um, all right, so let's go to Sunday night. How do you see it? Everyone's everyone's guessing now, like, does Cam play a full half to show that he can still do it because he didn't get a chance to show out that much against the Giants? Did Mac earn the starting nod? I almost feel like if Cam doesn't start Sunday night and Mac Jones continues uh, his hot play against the Giants, because they're still Brady-starved after last year's breakup. Yeah, there's, it's really unclear because, like, we, we have talked about this entire preseason. It's, you know, three preseason games is, is new. It's new to us. We don't really know how this is going to go. Normally, the third preseason game is a dress rehearsal. The fourth preseason game is kind of just the last guys playing for the roster spots. We'll see how this one goes. Joe Judge said that he's going to play his starters for most of the first half. Right. We'll see if the Patriots do the same. But like you said, Can you read into it? Like, to me, if Mac Jones starts, I think that's a pretty clear indication that he'll be the starter come week one. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Cam Newton will be the starter. I think he'll probably play, you know, well into the second quarter, maybe even the entire first half, and then we'll see how it goes with Mac Jones. Because I think if you look at the way the week went, Mac Jones got a ton of reps on Wednesday, 
Cam Newton didn't get any reps on Wednesday, and then Thursday was kind of not much at all for either quarterback. So Cam needs the work. So I would expect Cam Newton to actually get more reps in this game than Mac Jones just because of how the lead went. Earned his. Yes. Same tweets will come up in your feed on Sunday night. In the games at 6 p.m., correct? Correct. Yeah. So by 5.58 when Cam's the starter and everyone clearly sees he's warming up to take the first snap on the field, everyone's going to be bitching and moaning, oh, come on, Cam's got to get this. Max deserves a start. Come on. Come on, Belichick. Why didn't you do that? We, we just have to – I think we all just kind of have to rectify and write ourselves to this, that it's going to be Cam week one against Miami, basically no matter what at this point. But we should be assured – see in process now is a legitimate, we won't say franchise quarterback yet, but a highly competent rookie Patriots to comp- lead them competently uh, to success. Who else, do you- um, who else do you think Sunday night though, Ryan, needs to show up and who have you seen at practice that you think is going to use Sunday night as a big opportunity to audition for a gig? Yeah, so I think Ramondre Stevenson is the guy to look for just because, obviously, with the trade of Sony Michelle, his role is going to be increased. And I always kind of like to see how guys react to situations like this. Like, does he seem more comfortable and maybe relax a little bit? Or does he have the same attitude that he had in the first preseason, two preseason games, where he was probably the best offensive player on the field, at least stat-wise. Uh, defensively, I kind of want to see Juwan Williams, see if he – because I think this is a big game for him in terms of earning a roster spot. So he'll probably get to play with, you know, the starters if they do play, because that's where he's been this week. So can he put forth a good effort to show that he's deserving of a roster spot? And then I think Christian Wilkerson's another guy where the wide receiver position's wide open. He's kind of been up and down the last few weeks. So we'll see if he, you know, shows out in the last game, the last, you know, performance they have before roster cuts. So guys like that, guys that are on the roster bubble, can they make big plays to sort of give one last impression on the coaching staff to show that they deserve you know, a spot on the team? Right, and with uh, Nikhil Harry needing uh, four weeks or so, we've read, to are shelved for a couple of weeks. Maybe this is a chance for Wilkerson to play some pro games and get a couple of good looks, and so Sunday night's huge for him. I agree with you on Joan Williams as well. How about on the defensive line? Um, your podcast partner from the Off Day podcast, Andy Hart, has said to me that he thinks guys Mike Pinnell, a off by the New York Jets, who comes to the Patriots, signs a pretty good deal. We all expect to be a run stuffer, and at the last minute becomes a surprise cut. I thought the same thing before Bill talked about him earlier this week and had a long, glowing quote about how he's going to help us during the season and how he's a you know big part of what we do. So I haven't seen much from Henry Anderson on the field this summer. So based on that alone, I could see why he'd be a surprise cut. But then when you hear something from Bill Belichick, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Henry Anderson's firmly on this roster. Uh, yeah, the Sony Michelle trade. There've been so like there've been there's been so much with the Patriots. I was saying before you joined us, like. You know, the rest of the NFL and all the other talking head programs should again be sending like some Harry's pears or like, uh, you know, fruitcakes to the Patriots because like they just provide so much content and so many talking points like the Sony Michelle trade. That was huge. I wouldn't have made the trade. Uh, would you have made the trade? I still thought they could have gotten 150 carries out of them this year. And what's what the hell's wrong with backfield depth, especially when you're a run first team? 
I'm totally with you. I think that it's it was a risky trade, and especially with you got in return. It wasn't like you got you know a second round pick or a third round pick in return where you kind of justify it. I think you know right now you could certainly get away with not having him, but let's just say Damian Harris goes down with an injury. He started last year on IR and ended it on IR. He's not you know he hasn't played a full season yet. Then you're left with relying on a rookie in Ramondre Stevenson and a second year player in JJ Taylor. That's risky. And, you know, I think you can never have too much running back depth. That's something we've always talked about. I know you still have Brandon Bolden, but I think they could have relied on Tony Michelle, who had, you know, a great, not a great year, but he was impressive last year when he was battling with Damian Harris for, you know, playing time late in that year. And I think that he was having the best summer of his career. He was catching the ball out of the backfield. I think you could, you could have actually done something with Tony Michelle this year. Completely agreed. I thought that could have been a really solid one-two punch. If you're, if you know, Damian Harris only had a, a hundred and I think like forty carries last year, and you're looking to maybe get two hundred and twenty out of him this year, best way to take the load off him, even if he's having a good game, send Sony Michelle out there, be a battering ram. He averaged five point seven yards per carry last year, but uh, you know, it seems like Bill was done with him. He wanted to recoup some value. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Sony sulked and skipped OTAs. Grabbed by the Patriots is this Gilmore and comes off the pup in a couple days. I think he's more of a depth guy. I don't think you can compare him to Stephon Gilmore. I think they needed depth at that position, even if Stephon Gilmore is on the roster, because I think nobody's really, you know taking the the opportunity with Gilmore out and grasp it. Like Jalen Mills, I think, is playing out of position at cornerback. Uh, Juwan Williams hasn't really done much. Miles Bryant's been banged up. So they need depth at that position. I think that's what that signing is all about, or trade was all about. Gilmore is a tough one. Like you said, Tuesday's the deadline because you need to know your roster. And nothing's really, you know, come up in terms of rumors. Like, oh, they're talking, they're close. I think this is actually more, you know, serious than I think people are giving it credit for. Like everybody's like, "Oh, a deal will get done." Well, if a deal was going to get done, you think it would have already gotten done at this point. So, we'll see what happens. They have the weekend to kind of hash things out. But I think people should be paying more attention to this and it, it maybe turn into a, a yeah. That would a that'd be rough. Like you got to get in game and shape and be ready to go up against old nemesis Devontae Parker. Show killed and you're game ready in just two, like a little less than two weeks' time following Sunday night's preseason finale. Uh, all right, well, uh, we'll have you go out on this. Uh, surprise roster cut, because you got to come down to 53 on Tuesday, August 31st. Who's going to drop some jaws and get you some clicks on Tuesday at WEI.com, Ryan? How about not a cut? How about a trade? 
Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich gets traded. I think he's a guy that kind of like Sony Michelle is at a position where they have a lot of depth at outside linebacker and edge rusher. And I think that he could actually get something on the open. Okay. Market. All right. Yeah. I could see it happening too. It seems like he and Bill have never real like he's a little out of position, it seems, and they do have a lot of depth there. That one wouldn't surprise me either. Pat's recouping some more of those mid-round value picks that Belichick loves so much. All right, we'll see, Ryan. Um, when's the next off-day podcast going to be up? Uh, after the game, so uh, Monday morning. Monday morning after Sunday's game, we're looking back. WEI.com. You can follow him at Ryan Hannibal on Twitter, or if you're on whatever highway he's on, you can follow him uh, quite easily because he's still in a lot ton of traffic and going pretty slow. Ryan, thanks for the time, man. We'll talk to you. Uh, enjoy your weekend in the game Sunday night, bud. Ryan Hannibal from WEI.com joining us on New England Training Camp Live. Okay, the Chase Winovich trade. Interesting. Right, Instead of a surprise cut, maybe Winno gets – listen, Sony Michelle got dealt. He was speculated by one and many Pat's fans, Pat's followers, Pat's writers, as somebody who could have gotten moved. I didn't think he was going to because, like I said, I thought he was going to be the other half of the batter. out. Baby Blunt, Ramondre Stevenson comes in, convinces the Patriots that, A, you don't need to spend a first-round pick on a running back in the modern NFL, and, B, he looks of a competent complement, if you will, to Damian Harris's RB1. I love this, by the way. I saw this last night. Sports radio host extraordinaire works in Las Vegas now uh, for uh, hosts a show in the afternoons called Pushing the Odds. He tweeted out, or he quote tweeted, a photo of a gentleman who last year placed a, I think it was a $500 bet on Brady to win the Super Bowl in August and made thousands. Good bet. Confident guy. Uh, He went to a bunch of different sports books yesterday and placed bets uh, for Damian Harris to lead the NFL in touchdown carries. I think he placed six bets overall. And if this guy... I think I might win somewhere in the neighborhood of like half a million dollars, which is nuts. Couple, couple grand, not even, barely. Like, yeah, just maybe. Bet. I don't know. What do you guys think about that one? Damian Harris, if he stays healthy, stays on the field this year. With Cam Newton maybe not running the ball as much, and then perhaps if Mac Jones sees some, if not significant, time under center for the Patriots, Damian Harris, if healthy, 17-game season, leading the NFL in touchdown carries. I still think it's going to be Derrick Henry, maybe Aaron Jones. I mean, how can Derrick Henry not, considering the way that they're going to have to throw insane uh, nickel-and-dime defenses against the one-two, you know, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones combo? Uh, for Ryan Tannehill, but woof on that Titans offense still. Ah, nah. All right, I'll see it. I wish I could go lay a, a pittance on it, maybe just a little something. That'll be a fun one to follow all season. But Sony Michelle now, he's got de facto lead back potential in Los Angeles because Cam Akers out for the year. Malcolm Brown went to Miami. Daryl Henderson's banged up now. He hurt his hand. So Sony's got a shot out there. He said he was blindsided by the trade. 
nobody this nobody this way, nobody in these parts was blindsided by it because, well, they didn't pick up the option. He obviously wasn't uh, he obviously wasn't a part of the long term plans for the team, and it seems like Bill was done with him. And Ramondre Stevenson is in the cards. All right, so once again, Patriots Sunday night, six o'clock. The Giants and the Patriots in the preseason finale. Do the Patriots treat it like a typical preseason finale? Or, because there's only three preseason games, and then there's a bye week after this one before the 17-game schedule kicks in, do the Patriots play a lot of their starters early and treat it as if it is the dress rehearsal, the old third preseason-style game? That, one of the many storylines of intrigue and interest for the Foxborough Fanimals and all the Patriots people out there. Who else may make the roster? Who's going to shine and show out Sunday night? Who's going to stink and suck and probably get the pink slip come Monday or Tuesday? Who starts? Is it Cam? Does Max see more action? Do we get a little extra action on Sunday following Wednesday's dynamic performance in the joint practices against the Giants? So much to watch. So much to focus on. And I, for one, much like many of you out there, can't wait. Thanks again to Ryan Hannibal for the training camp report. Uh, of course, he's at Ryan Hannibal. You can give him a follow. I'm at Fitzy GFY. I'm off to do a little radio right now from 2 to 6 on WEEI with our very own Andy Hart in the OMF slot. Congratulations, of course, to Glenn Ordway for a phenomenal career. Nobody like the Big O. No one. A true original and a Boston sports icon and legend. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on Monday with our notes, our observations, uh, and what we saw Sunday night in Pats versus Giants, plus maybe some uh, other final training camp notes, projections for the 53-man roster, and so much more. Until then, take care of yourselves. Thank you for joining us on the latest edition of New England Training Camp Live from Odyssey Sports and 93.7 FM, WEI and WEI.com in Boston. This is Nick Fitzy Stevens saying take care of yourselves. God bless, drink up, and as always, go Pats!